Tom here. Welcome back to Owl Celebrates Learning, a podcast that features the stories of students from the owl community. Our final podcast of this season is by Noah, and it also features a Hmong migration story. Since 1980, 50 to 100,000 refugees come to the United States each year. These refugees flee their country because of the threat of danger or persecution. Today, we will be looking at the Hmong migration to Minnesota. We will be looking at Lee Pao Zhang's story and his family's migration out of Laos and into the Twin Cities. The Hmong people are indigenous to China and lived in remote areas of the country for many years. The Hmong people had to deal with forced migration in the 17th and 18th century as the Chinese Empire suppressed ethnic minorities such as the Hmong. They eventually settled into the mountainous areas of Southeast Asia, including modern-day Laos, Myanmar, Thailand, and Vietnam. The Hmong farmed to survive, and agriculture was a big part of their lifestyle. After World War II, the United States began to recruit Hmong soldiers to help prevent the spread of communism in Southeast Asia. Lee and his family lived in Longqiang, a CIA-operated airbase in Laos. He went to school, played with styrofoam from shipping containers, and interacted with the American soldiers. Here is a reenactment of a 2005 interview with Lee Pao Zhang. My first memory in Laos would be living in the airbase, Longqiang, with my father, and also the constant T-28 flying all the time, and also being out in the fields, the rice fields with my mom, and also with my uncles as we watched over the farm, and raising water buffaloes. Hidden in the mountains, surrounded by dense forests in a tropical climate, Longqiang was known as a secret city. Longqiang is protected, and that's why it's been there for so long, because it was protected by this valley, I mean by these huge mountains. Lee recalls being given freeze-dried meal package with rice. Every once in a while, his dad would give him money to buy pho. He was a lieutenant, so he was sort of in charge of the cannons, and I often would go down there. Over 20,000 Hmong men, including Lee's dad, were enrolled in the secret war. Each soldier was paid the equivalent of three American dollars a month. Before the war, all the men in our village worked hard and supported their families. We had peace. There was no war. All of a sudden, our lives changed. Those are the words of Yua Lee, a Hmong woman with a story just like Lee's who was pushed out of Laos because of the danger of war. The war weighed heavily on the Hmong people. By 1973, about 50,000 Hmong civilians had been killed or wounded in the war. After South Vietnam fell to North Vietnam in 1975, the people of Longqiang began to suspect a possible evacuation. My dad was in the military, and he knew. We had heard rumors that they would evacuate people from two places, and I'm glad that we chose Longqiang. U.S. personnel and military were the first to be evacuated. Tens of thousands of civilians crowded the runway, hoping for a chance to escape. Lee and his family pushed and shoved their way through the chaos, and after what felt like a fight for their life, they made it on board. I was one of the people that fought to get on that plane. There was no plane designated for Li Pao or Li Pao's family, or any other families. Only 2,500 people were on that list to be airlifted out of Laos. Lee and his family rode on a completely packed plane without knowing where they were headed. They ended up in a refugee camp in Thailand called Nam Phong. These refugee camps worked as short-term settlements to provide protection to refugees. Over 25,000 Hmong refugees reached Thai camps in the summer of 1975. After a year in the camp, Lee's family moved to the United States. 
They briefly stayed in Indiana, but moved to Minnesota shortly after. One of my uncles was one of the first people to move to Minnesota, one of the first Hmong people to be here, so that's why. Lee describes a process known as chain migration, when someone moves to a certain location because relatives or people of the same nationality move there. The population of Hmong in Minnesota went from zero in 1974 to over 66,000 today. Most of these people moved because of the economic and educational opportunities mixed with a welcoming community. Lee describes his parents as heroes, as they faced being forced out of their country and the only home they ever knew, and placed in a new society with others who don't even know your people exist. Since moving to Minnesota, Lee took advantage of all the opportunities given to him. He got his bachelor's degree in political science at the University of Minnesota, his master's at Hamlin, and he now works as the director of the Center for Hmong Studies at Concordia University. Thank you, Noah, for this story, and thank you, listeners, for staying with us this whole season. In full disclosure, there were a few more submissions for this season that, for technical reasons, I was unable to feature. I apologize to those whose podcasts I was unable to publish. I hope more of your work will be featured on this channel in the future. If you are interested in hearing more stories like these, please subscribe to the podcast, and if you like what you hear, share it with other podcast lovers you know. Positive reviews are always appreciated as well. If interested, you can find other quality work at owlcelebrateslearning.com, such as publications and documentaries. Reach out to the channel at owlcelebrateslearning at gmail.com. Thanks again to Gabe Z for the intro and outro music we are using this season. Insert snappy closing statement here.